Howdy, and welcome to a super spicy version of the FPL Jingle. We've got some big names in the courtroom today. We'll be interviewing Steve M and Mark as one of them drops out of the playoffs and the other jumps in. Paddy, our depression correspondent, will give us an update on Everton. We'll reflect on the learnings from the four-gamed week 30 before letting the international break unfold. We'll have all the usual league updates and all the rest of it. Let's get this show on the road. As I mentioned, we have a star-studded lineup this week. Uh, Steve, say hi. Hello. Was that was that you, Steve or Paddy? You you don't say hello like that. <laughs> That's how I said hello. You told me to keep it to like two to three seconds, so I tried to keep it brief, and now here I am, fifteen seconds later. I don't know. You just never sound happy. I was very fucking perplexed. Paddy, fucking bring it, bring us back to normality. <laughs> hello, how are you? Good. Can we do opposite day? Can you be very negative, Paddy, and uh, Steve will be very positive? Hi, uh, I hope you do the podcast good, but not as good as me. Why do I sound like I'm illiterate? <laughs> I'm depressed, not not stupid. Uh, podcast debutante, Mark Gary, how are you? Owen, uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Uh, how are things? Oh, we're delighted to have you. I'm good. Uh, are you nervous or are you excited? Or how are you feeling about a podcast appearance? You know what? I'm. If anything, I'm slightly disappointed. I was assured that this uh, this particular episode was actually going to be about playoff hopefuls, but uh, I believe we have a certain Stephen here. So, oh, we'll yeah, fucking maybe. get to you. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have included another one of the top four. We have three of the top four, and we have um, someone else. We like to have the big, more exclusive on, but less exclusive, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe we should include someone from the bottom of the table another time. Um, I wanna, I wanna jump into how the playoffs are going. So I'm gonna jump, run down through the results, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see how we're going. So uh, I beat Steve Lyons this week, twenty six, twenty five, with about two players. Andy lost to Connell. He only scored nine points. Carl Connolly and Ray Foley drew fifteen, fifteen. John scored a two, which would be the lowest score ever. But we'll learn more later. Connor Skeehan beat him 27-2. Mitchell Barr beat Tig 39-22. Mark, you beat Gary Fowley 13-4. I thought it was Gary that had scored two as well. Nope, John holds the record for lowest score ever. Owen Dillon scored 16 and lost to Paddy, 20, by Paddy's 25. Porek Sheehan scored 21 to beat Mark Clossie's 6. And Steve, you lost to Thomas Ivory 22-30. So... That's terrible. That had massive implications. The only player with 11 players this week. Steve, it sounds like you, you want to give us your, your understanding of Game Week 30 first, so let rip. Uh, not much to talk about, really, because there's only four fucking games. Uh, like, I brought in Embuemo, who got an assist. I brought in Podence, who got an assist. Madison got a goal. I brought in Ings, who... Uh, didn't do anything. Uh, Kulusevski didn't do anything. Bowen was injured. Dyer got two points. Ramsdale was some somehow injured before the Aston Villa game, but there was no news of it at all until the announcement. The lineups were announced, and yeah, Mark just beat me by pure numbers. He had everyone play for him. Uh, Fabian, sorry, Thomas. Sorry, Thomas. Uh, Tierney clean sheet. Barnes got an assist. Saka got a goal and a clean sheet point. Tony for two, and that was it. Like, so, yeah. Uh, quantity over quality. Uh, massive implications from this result. 
Uh, Mark, do you want to give us your, your game this week quickly? Is there a yeah, need? Um, Gary scored four points. What's the point like? Well, just to weigh in on Stephen's fixture I'd first. Love, I'd love um, to see. <laughs> I, I did, I did uh, look up the fixtures, obviously, before the game week, and I noticed that uh, my good friend Thomas Ivory um, was playing Stephen. So I did happen to suggest that he play a full 11, you know, just to try and make sure he gets the win. Wow, great fantasy <laughs> advice. We, you know I what, hey Thomas, was... you should play players. <laughs> I thought Paddy was a master of the dark arts. Yeah, this really. Is, this is manipulation, collusion maybe. Uh, look, I gave him a yeah. couple of uh, couple of points and a couple of nice players to bring in and look, it, it worked out well. Um, it's nice that you think Thomas listens to what you say. Oh, he does. He drafted. I mean, he wavered in mm, some of them anyway. I don't think he does. I live with the man, and I tell you now, it's that's a. I'm p- pressing X to doubt on that one. Well, great that he got the win anyway. I suppose you know that's all I'll say. Mark, um, you, you beat your your namesake this week, Mark Gary versus Gary Fowley. How did that go? Well, it was Battle of the Gazas, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, I I had looked at Gary's team, obviously, and um, Gary, a uh, fantasy football regular. He's, he's a well-educated man. He knows how to play a team, but obviously they didn't show up this week. So, look, I was happy with the win on. Uh, didn't have to make too many changes. Brought in a couple of uh, new faces. And, and uh, yeah, I, I would say I was pretty comfortable. Yeah, I mean, like no one actually returned for you. It was just a case of having more than three players and Gary's four points. Um, just, just numbers, really. I can go down through it and... Sign goals for for Wolves. Uh, a, a point there. Uh, obviously, that Leeds win kind of came by surprise. Um, a double Spurs defence and Ben Davies and Christian Romero, both with two points each. A midfield of just Martin Odegaard with three points, um, and then a front line of Lacazette for two points, Ianacho for two, and an injured Patrick Bamford for one point. So I had brought in Bamford and uh, Ianacho there. Uh, not the best, but. We got the job done. For the week that was in it, it looked like a good lineup, but um, 13 was fairly pathetic. Uh, I'll jump on to Paddy's results. Uh, you you were one of the higher scorers of the week on 25, Paddy. Yeah, no, I had a quick look at, at Owen's team. I saw that he had a good old-fashioned triple Wolves defence. Thankfully, it didn't come off him because if it had, I would have been in trouble. But, um, but yeah, my, my main thing was just having numbers and then uh, Son doing the business for... Um, Spurs, what did he get? Got me two goals. Son, who had a very, very uh, important role to play in Europe, matched two, didn't he? Um, Son got me two goals and, and, and beat Steve Lines by one point. I think Steve had about fucking 17 million players and I had three. Um, <laughs> Antonio so. went off before the 60th. Yeah. And that's what, that's what otherwise yeah. it would have been a draw. We should have got a recording from Steve because he wasn't very happy about this one. Would you believe? I'm telling you now, Owen, oh, he literally just sat in the living room and we just, neither of us talked for like at least a couple of hours. <laughs> like, uh, at one point I tried to bring the mood up and Steve just, just stopped me. <laughs> just, yeah. What did he say? No. Oh, nothing. That's the thing. He didn't say anything. That was the problem, Paddy. That's very good. Um, so... Loads of big results this week, Mark. You, you jumped into the playoffs. How how in the name of God has that happened? Given that you're kind of shit, I can tell you. Uh, oh, hold on here. Let's let's have a look at the playoffs. <laughs> oh, hold on, there, son. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Right, I'm in fourth, and and I'm looking at the second place person here in Paddy Brennan. Surely we have to talk about that first. <laughs> um, I mean, he's got about like so in terms of points scored. 
Paddy sits with the eighth most. So there's seven people with more points scored than Paddy, and he's in second. It also helps that he played Andy and Owen in two of his last three weeks. Like, I mean, the previous yeah. the previous five, there were big ones. I beat, I think I beat yourself. I beat Mark Gary. I beat Stephen Lyons. You know, I suppose I, I, in the last I, seven I, game I, weeks, you didn't beat me. No way. I, I, I don't. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you didn't, Paddy, but I genuinely don't know if I did play you in the last few few weeks. I think you were my first fixture in the second half. I think Mark was my second. So maybe not the last seven weeks, last ten weeks, you know. But uh, I also noticed looking at the scores there that uh, Gary's score against you, Stephen, two weeks ago was... Oh, we're getting to that, Paddy. Full, we'll get to that. 24 times as much. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, how do you... Yeah, so, Paddy, you're in second and it's fucking ridiculous and I'm not it's too amazing. pleased about it's it. It's, 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 uh, it's not because if you look at the points for and points against out of everyone looking to make the top six Connell's averaging 46.8 I'm averaging 45.47 Owens 44.47 Steve's 43.63 Mark is 43.646 and then Paddy last in 41.97 see I suppose I, then, I just I, I eke out the game but then Steve, also what's you know, equally as important is the points against I'm just going to talk over Paddy because he's irrelevant <laughs> uh, Stephen I'm averaging 41.41 41 points against Mark's 39 points against Connell's 39 points against Pat Owen is 37 points against Paddy is 37 points against and Steve is 36 points against Paddy has faced the third fewest points all season so it does help like, a lot I'll say that much it's a good tactic though I want to keep doing be, that luck seems to be yeah. the secret of, 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 of fantasy football uh, America you, you were in the playoffs before and dropped back out of it and seems in the end game you you might get there i'm i'm just going to take a quick look at who you face in the last 4 weeks of the regular season you have to play to gary play? mark thomas and uh, no no mark thomas connor and steve lines so you you won't be giving thomas tips on week 32 i won't I and and i actually did um recommend that he bring in a certain harvey barnes and i don't know i i, I mean He's obviously a good player. Leicester seem to be kind of getting back on top. So that's probably a decision that may have went against me to recommend that player to Thomas. You. But however, um, look, I'm, I'm quietly confident, Owen, yeah. Um, you, think, like, you think you'll make it? Not quite about I it. I think so. I think so. No doubt, really, in my mind. You know, uh, Mark... Oh, yeah. Uh, you're, well, you're definitely favoured. All the pressure's on you now, Mark. It's all about quiet confidence, you know. Mm. I, I don't mean, think there's anything quiet about it when he's saying literally out loud. I was just thinking that. It's very, very assertive confidence, really. Mm. Yeah. I just uh, realized Steve. I'm actually on a podcast here, so I'm not really quietly confident. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> that just dawned on me there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice that about 15 minutes into the recording that that's dawned on you. Uh, yeah, I completely Steve, forgot. You, you, you give us the stats there, so it's it's... It's clear that, that that dropping out of the playoffs did strike a chord with you. Do you, do you think you'll get back in? Uh, yeah. Lol. Simple answer. But, but, simple but like question. I said, but like I said, all the pressure's on Mark now. You know, he's got the lead and, you know, he's got the easy run in. So, like, you know, be very, be, I don't know, like, will Mark bottle it or not is the real question now that everyone has to think. What Especially lo- Mark. Think about it a lot. Will you bottle it? <laughs> what, what I love most is that Owen just kind of implied that when Stephen gets upset, he does maths. As he just runs up to his room and does maths. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. My my uh, walls are just lined with the mat, with the maths paper of all the all the squares. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> he just said, once so, the corner's filled in, I just had a bad day, lads, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the, the, the maths version of Wordle most days, just flat out. <laughs> Isn't it, it actually called it? Nerdle or something? I don't know, I can't remember. He changes it to porn when someone walks into the room. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like, I actually recently watched uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Whoa now, whoa now, what? What? I was talking about the bit when he gets caught in the library and he says, what were you doing? He says, watching porn. Oh, That's what okay, I was talking about. What the fuck are you talking about? I thought something very personal, Stephen. I wanted to stop you for yourself. What? Watching Spider-Man Homecoming? All I heard was, I was watching recently and I thought, hey, Stephen, enough of that. This is a PG podcast. Well, oh. maybe you actually pay attention, Paddy. <laughs> We do t- tick the box for explicit content. So I'm going to look at the standings. I'm on 65, Petty's on 63, and Steve Lines is on 62. And I would say the three of us feel kind of safe, which leaves one spot in fourth. And I think both Steve and Mark believe that they're going to take that. Uh, Connell is just one point behind Steve. It's 58, 56, 55. So one result will swing who's in I there think- and who's not. I think uh, Connell's going to Steve... jump ahead, though, of Steve. Nah, just based on fixtures. Steve also has the most difficult run in now. He's got John, he's got me, he's got Porik, and then he's got Mark. So, like, I don't he has think a really. Could he? Well, you never know if results go a certain way. He needs like... to lose two. He is, he is six, six points in the playoffs, so he needs two results to go against him, but he does have a bad point scored. So, if two results do go against him, he could drop out. Hmm. Uh, Connell, Connell needs Steve to lose three games and Connell to win three, obviously, to stay. So I, I would say Steve is kind of safe, you know, like two wins. Two wins out of four is easier said than done, but that's enough for him to definitely be in, be in there. I'll we'll see anyway. I do play Stephen on final day, so that'll be an interesting battle. I mean, if Mark if Mark's luck keeps going for him, then he'll be doing well because, like, to go back to what Paddy mentioned before, I played Gary two weeks ago. Man scores ninety five points on me. Gary plays him this week. He scores four with a ninety one point difference between the two scores. I love that. You got to play the game week, Steve. So then he also played Mitchell. He also played Mitchell and won seventy eight seventy six due to the fact that uh, Mitchell had Antonio set first sub on his bench. When if he had had either Gundogan or Ben Davies, he would have drawn or won the game week. That was mad. Or or you could talk about the or you could talk about the draw he got with Porik when Porik had Eric Peters who got subbed off on the fifty ninth minute and didn't get a second appearance point. Otherwise, Mark would have lost. Does Steve sound a bit like Frank Lampard? Anyone? Anyone, anyone would, getting that? I mean, I like, Fra- I don't think, I don't think Frank actually used actual factual evidence. I think Frank was just talking through vibes. <laughs> <laughs> he had a feel for it. Um, so, Paddy, you're you're the other independent party here. Who do you think is taking fourth spot? Uh, I looking at the fixtures. Nothing independent said, about him. He, Paddy is like Mark's dad in fantasy. Like, coming from a very independent perspective, I'm going to say that it's almost definitely Mark Gary. Thank you, um, I think I think he just he has the the sense of things. He's you know he's he looks further forward than Steve. Steve gets very caught down in the numbers in the moment, and I think that. Hey, I, Mark! I, I bet my dad could beat up your dad, which is Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do think all joking aside, it's going to come down to the fixtures. I think Mark's yeah. last day against Steve will be huge. The the battle of the Steves there will be interesting as well. That that could see the downfall of Steve Lines, especially after he just lost to me. Um, you you don't have an easy run-ins uh, either, Steve. The two Steves have hard run-ins. Um, I have 
Let's see. I think I have it here. One second. Yeah, I have you... I have Connor coming up. Then I have Steve. Then I have Andy, and then I have Cahill. So, ouch. The one against Connor, I'm actually kind of confident about due to the way that the fixtures are lining up. Liverpool are playing Watford, Chelsea are playing Burnley, City are playing. No, sorry, City are playing Burnley and Chelsea are playing Brentford. Uh, Steve's one's obviously going to be tough. Andy's one is kind of like you know easy enough, and then Cahill on the last day will be tough, obviously, with his oh, like man. man with his Manchester team. You're in trouble, man. I'd be worried if I was you. Huh. <laughs> huh. Thanks, bro. Um, okay Uh, I think that's going to do it for for the starting bit of the pod Uh, I don't know maybe a a closing statement from from each party on on, on their title hopes or their their playoff hopes yeah top four as it is Owen Uh, I think think that's the top four you're looking at no surprises hmm what'd you say what? No, Alan, seriously, were you talking to me or not? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Steve, any any closing statements on your playoff Yeah, it'd hopes? be a real shame if Mark were to bottle it. I mean, to bottle it from here would be like, oof, be pretty bad. It would almost make you a bad a fantasy player to bottle it from here. Ooh. And and Patrick? I mean, like, Owen, I'm very positive moment. I think if I win my next fixture, I'm in a good spot. And I can start Shut the fuck the up. But I just really, really hope that Steve, you know, at least gets a winner tune in the next couple of games because he's clearly very upset. He's doing too much maths and we need to have a word with him. So that's, that's what I hope. Oh, I thought well, you were talking about Steve Lyons there. What does Steve Lyons do when he's angry? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> Same thing he does what else? He's happy. Yeah, I was about to say, what else does he do apart from go to the shed? <laughs> he is a good man for the shed. Let's move shed. along. I had an intro in my head and now it's gone. <laughs> Just use that as the intro. <laughs> Clearly, clearly Mark Gary is a wizard on the waiver wire because this car crash of a draft needs <laughs> needs to be aired out with uh, with us. Um, Mark, maybe some opening statements from you, please. Yeah, I, I suppose, Owen, look, uh, on paper, this is actually an excellent draft team. Probably better than most people, no. if I do say so. <laughs> um, there's a couple of mistakes in here, like maybe one or two that are quite questionable. Um, but all in all, a very good draft. One that I'm quite proud of. Probably one of my best in recent years. Jeez, um, that's a low bar looking at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, I suppose just get the ball rolling and we'll um, we'll tear you apart as you go. <laughs> okay, well, look, um, I suppose first pick, Mason Mount. Can't go wrong, uh, just for the, you, the listeners. You did. De, Bru- De Bruyne... <laughs> I mean, like, okay, <laughs> for for the listeners, De Bruyne, Bruno, Fernandez, Harry Kane, Salah, and Son had already been taken. So, you know, so Manny, in my head, Trent I had a double pick. Didn't didn't interest you. You know what, Owen? Actually, I should Bravo. have said that I foolishly thought that Chelsea were going to win the Premier League this year. So I did go quite Chelsea heavy. So in that double pick, I took Mason Mount, obviously first, as I said, but second was actually. Um, Romelu Lukaku, believe it or not. So, perhaps I, not you know one of the best picks. back in Chelsea. I, I thought they looked well in preseason. Thought they were going to, you know, go all the way. Got it Dumb wrong. Stuff. Hands up. Um, didn't see Liverpool Lukaku. or City actually. Sorry, Mark. Oh. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Work away. Sorry. No, I, um, I was going to say. Um, I think Lukaku has five league goals. Am I right in that? Five? 
It's more than you. It does sound like <laughs> It's more than any of us, but I mean, that's not a high bar. <laughs> like, um, Only the most seven-year-old comment going, like, more well, than you. Yeah. You know what? I, I heard a comment today. I listened to other football podcasts, and the best teams for fantasy football picks go Liverpool, City, Spurs, maybe no, maybe Arsenal, and then Spurs, or maybe Arsenal. And then fifth <laughs> is maybe Chelsea. But for fantasy football, they're just fucking chronic. Mm, unless they're it's the oh, defenders. Be decent. Yeah. Son and Kane. Yeah, no, I, I, I meant Chelsea defensively, but I mean in terms of like, what was it, third, four, third, and maybe fifth? Like, yeah, Son and Kane, like probably be the the two. Like, because like Kane's been uh, up until this season been like regular twenty goals a season, and Son has been. Not that far behind him in terms of goals, but also chipping in with assists. So I'd believe that. <clears throat> Makes it annoying as a Chelsea agree, fan. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, then the likes of Mane and Grealish and Rafinha went. Uh, how did you continue? Yeah, third pick was uh, look, a mistake on my part, but I don't think anybody saw this one coming. When we look at the city midfields, you know, back at the very beginning of the season, you would have thought, right, it's going to be a trio of Rodri, KDB, Gundogan, but um, yeah, really Gundogan was actually who I, who I... I mean, I, I tried to give it a nice little introduction, but it didn't really... It kind of fell flat It was flat a stinker, Mark. It was a bad thanks pick. Thanks for your comment. <laughs> it was Ilkay Gundogan. I thought Gundogan. it was a good one. He was in good form. He had a good season last season, and I thought, hey, why not go for it? Um, but yeah, Bernardo has that starting berth, so yeah. And I, I, okay, fair enough. Probably my first really bad pick. Not bad. Oh, Three many. picks in, though, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. So who who went? Trent and Vardy had, had just went. Yeah, we just went after you picked Gundogan. Uh, who in the meantime, Antonio Watkins, Madison, Bamford was the pick just before your fourth. No, it was a it was a snake. Made it the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. he picked he picked uh, he picked his next player right after Gundogan. It being ah. that's right. Yeah, double pick. Um, yeah, this one was a yeah a surprise on paper, but Danny Ings, I just thought, hey, Villa after spending big, um, yeah, it looked looked good potentially going forward. I thought, will he start ahead of Watkins? Maybe he'll play, they'll play it together. Again, kind of turned out to be a bad pick. Um, obviously, Danny Ings has been getting going lately, but it took him a long time to get into this season. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't a bad pick in, in comparison to the next one, I suppose. Yeah, so so then um, Foden and Barnes and Robertson were, were were picked up, and you went for. Well, can I just say uh, for the listeners here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that this bit, is important. That, to bit, know. that <laughs> bit of silence before Mark answers is staying in. Like, <laughs> mm, oh yeah, make it longer actually. Yeah, really well, should. Can I just say, and I think I think I'll rejog your memories here, um, Owen and Stephen. <laughs> Obviously, we're in the same um, draft group, but actually, the, the the pick just before I made this pick uh, is what was Owen, and um, he he drafted Ruben Diaz, which was a yeah. shock to me. Obviously, a massive. I don't know. It just it was a curveball thrown in there, and um, I panicked. I guess two minutes. What is it? A minute and a half or two minutes? We had. I can't remember. It's a minute and a half. Uh, but I'm surprised. I'd be, I'd be, I I, I be can't believe you're. I can't believe you're amazed that like man drafts starting city center back. Like, why was that such a mm. big shock? I mean, 
Yeah, Do you think I you suppose. were inspired or something? I just thought Ruben Diaz, like, I, I, I was, I, I don't know why, I just thought I was going to get him, you know? Yeah, you guys, you don't understand the head games the draft. That, that I get going in a draft. I'm fucking nip and tuck, pulling, pulling, <laughs> dragging, shifting. It's all going on. Uh, I would like us to have, like, a little Jesse Lingard, like, musical bit for, for whenever his name gets, gets said during this draft. Uh, go on, Mark. Yeah, double pick again. So Jesse Lingard, Riyad Mahrez was actually my next pick. pick. Dropped him. Um, oh, uh, great oh. pick! Shit move. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the that. First Mark. thing uncomplimented. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. The first thing uncomplimented, and then instantly dropped him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> compliment retracted. Yeah, no, I have Mahrez. I've had Mahrez for the last like two or three months, I think. No, it's March. I can I've see why he is frustrating though. Uh, he hit a he hit a really rich vein of form in like December, where he was like every game he was playing, he was scoring a goal. So, yeah, no, I, mean, I think and, he should be said. I think he is class. Like, oh, he is. He's amazing. Yeah, he is. But yeah, I suppose the city front line back then when I did drop him was unpredictable. Um, and he had been rotated out nicely. So, yeah, I I must have dropped him. When was it, Steve? Like October. Uh, maybe. Yeah, he he was sit- To be fair, he was sitting on the waiver wire for like a good month maybe month and a half before i picked him up i'd say because just because he i don't think he was playing really like so yeah doesn't don't yeah. fair and Torres was in the mix too for a bit no for for and Torres, bro- he broke his he's gone you're right sorry yeah, he, he broke his foot fairly early in the season i thought no like within the first like 10 games or you're so you're probably correct yeah i'm actually i'm gonna look good out of curiosity mara's had a yeah it was a patrick was like you know very very patchy how he started he started one game in four at one point mm-hmm. so that's very hard to rely on a fancy terms yeah yeah another yeah. point at the, at the start of the season he got started three games in the first seven in draft you need you need people to start every week um mm-hmm. probably a bad round in the draft interesting round six abameyang ben rama ward prowse rashford harrison mares really Probably made sense with the knowledge we had from the summer, and then you know, as the season unfolded, Mara's being the best of all those picks. Um, and then like your next best pick, maybe of this draft, Mark, who did you get? Yeah, uh, so seventh round pick, you had just picked Allison, so I went with Ederson. I thought, hey, like for like two of the best keepers in the league, if you have one, I'll have the other. Uh, that was that was what I was thinking, and followed that with Virgil Van Dijk, one of the best defenders in the league. So, quite happy with those two picks, you know. Your best double pick of the ra- of the of the draft, maybe. I, I think so. Um, coming, coming that look, it actually, it, it it kind of it it can't get any better than that, but it didn't go too badly from there on. I think. Um, <laughs> Mark admitting so, that his yeah, best pick that, of the draft wasn't it wasn't his own idea. It was copying Owen. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been inspired by Owen. He wasn't copying. Yeah, let's see. Cancelo went mm. shortly afterwards. Few rando picks. Phil Phil Jones. Someone picked Phil Jones. Was that because they wanted Varane? Maybe. Yeah, Varane I think there's a placeholder yeah, for exactly. Varane. Timo Werner, Reese James went, who would have been questionable with rotation with Aspie at the time. wasn't wasn't the big name we know now. And you picked up your first Arsenal player, Mark. Yeah, I remember I had watched um, a little bit of Arsenal in pre-season, thought Smith Rowe looked like a, a baller, um, which he is. Um, and yeah, I was quite quite happy with that pick up until 
Um, thankfully, we've an Arsenal fan here. Stephen will will verify this, but I, I'm pretty mm. sure he was dropped. Maybe I'm going to say like two months into the the, the season, um, just didn't really get his place back. Odegaard seemed to start ahead of him, so yeah, mm. he was drafted, but but after a couple of weeks, he was dropped immediately. So yeah, no, he um, he was. I think he got an injury, and then the, like Odegaard kind of came in, <clears throat> took that kind of um, Cam ten spot so he was kind of playing out on the left a little bit but i think martinelli adds more natural width and his ability to take on players um so kind of smith row kind of fell out of the starting lineup but even then when he fell out of the starting lineup he was still coming on as a sub and scoring and like or getting an assist like he was still returning even as a sub because um, I, I actually picked him up i think once you dropped him and he did did the did the business for me, but then he got that injury, and then I think he had COVID, so he was out for a prolonged period. So I ended up dropping him again. Uh, another another great pick for Mark then, uh, a Chelsea defender. Yeah, you know what, Owen? This took me by surprise. I remember looking at my draft a couple of weeks or months after I we we had done it, and I thought, wow, to get Rudiger tenth pick in the draft, it's actually it's pretty it's pretty good. In fairness, when you think of the the players just drafted ahead of him, Konate, Romero, Juan Bissaka, Jimenez, and Pogba, nothing special there from the lads. Um, and to to have Rudiger just sitting there, you know, when we look back at the Chelsea defense, I thought this guy is a definite starter. Um, yeah, quite happy with that. Wow! You 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 infiltrated Paddy's brain with your next pick. He 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 made this mistake also. <laughs> No, yeah. no, there was look, there was no collusion here whatsoever. Paddy, no, there's no infiltration. We just think the same. Yeah, we don't. Perversion, we don't think the say. same. Um, absolutely <laughs> not. No, I, 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 Paddy played no part in this in this decision. Um, but what Paddy will do is probably just clarify um, my love for this man. Um, we we have a group chat man, named after him. Love. Paddy, you don't love him as much as I do. Come on. <laughs> How did I, I mean, know? Like I him. knew that those it's would be the next words like out of Mark's mouth. <laughs> you, you don't love him as much as I do. Another great intro for the podcast. Uh, John Stone. <laughs> a, a fucking ludicrous pick. Every year it's a ludicrous pick. It's never a good pick. It's never. A, I picked him last year too. It's never a Mark Gary draft unless he's talking about John Stones. And what's, what's worse is Paddy like, drafted him, then later on picked him back up again. <laughs> I did, and I picked him up a third time there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Paddy listens too much to me, and I guarantee you every <laughs> single time. Be very good he, he football. Hey, I'm in the playoffs, man. Um, go on, you get, we'll, 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 we'll wrap up your draft. What were the remaining picks? Yeah, uh, Mendy with with number twelve there. I, again, great a pick. great pick for for number twelve. I think uh, Jota, who. Um, Unfortunately, I dropped. Looks like a good decision, obviously with Luis Diaz coming in now. But um, mm. there was a couple of months there that 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 really bugged me. You mean like most um, of the season? I only up until about a month ago. Luis Diaz got signed at the end of January, and it's March, and you're trying to say that yeah, Jota's had a is is pretty bad now that Diaz has played that month and a bit. So good, not great. Well, I mean, room for room for improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw he saw he saw the Lewis Diaz signing coming like four, five months in advance and dropped him ahead of time. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, to finish it off, then on 
uh, Ricardo Pereira and Matty Cash. They were just two random picks, 14, 15th job done. If you had told me, like, from round, I don't know, 13 onwards, this draft was in reverse, I'd almost believe you. <laughs> because the players just get better and better up until fucking Pereira and Cash there at the end. Barstones. I mean, what were your tactics? What was going on? Well, I mean, I was in a draft league with a bunch of terrible drafters. I, I, yeah, I was <laughs> trying to think of a word there. The words weren't coming to me. But yeah, I mean, to get to get some of those players so late, like, criminal. It's a criminal offense. Um, yeah, mm. yourself and Steven should be ashamed of yourselves. To give me <laughs> Rudiger there, number 10, Mendy, 12 pick. Like, those are... Yeah, even Virgil van Dijk, 8 pick. I mean, yeah, right, I got away right. with murder. I, I had signs Ro- on it, I'm in the I, playoffs. I had Robertson by that stage, and I wasn't going to double dip on Liverpool defense. Just think, because like, especially you, Van Dijk coming off of his ACL injury. You have Matip though, don't you? Well, yeah, I picked a Matip as a free agent, but I mean, in draft, you, I wasn't gonna. But you, you have a double Liverpool defense for most of the season. So yeah, yeah but I wasn't gonna waste a potential pick when on Van Dijk when I needed it somewhere else, and like Matip has started alongside Van Dijk in ninety-five percent of Liverpool games, so I feel justified in my decision. Steve picked up. Stuart Dallas <laughs> instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think there's a term for that in the basement. I think it's called grounding. <laughs> uh, I still feel just about my decision. Uh, I mean, so I look, I mean, like at the end of the day, like you change a lot of players out of your draft team and, and you've got a load of. Like, you know, like bread and butter picks, fantasy picks, actually, at the end of the day, like Mendy, Rudiger, Van Dyke, Ederson. Maybe that's about it. There's, <laughs> there's a, like lads that you're just going to keep all season. Like, they, they just turned out like great picks this season. So, very basic, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there's a couple of things to say, I suppose. <clears throat> On paper, yeah, the draft team was good. I am a man who loves rotation. Um, I do rotate yeah. most of my team. Anybody who has played fantasy football against me knows that, so that's always going to be the case. Um, just to note, I did get rid of Mendy for an excellent, uh, I, an excellent trade with Mark. I was going to bring this Mark, up. So. It also helps when you're able to uh, to get Kyle Walker for 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 telling someone that they had first waiver priority and that Reese James was on the waiver wire. Absolutely hilarious! Like, uh, like I, I just, like. But I mean, it's it, look, it's it, it's survival of the fittest out here. My my approach to fantasy has always been survival of the fittest, and you got to do what you got to do to to get on top. Get it, you know. I, I honestly feel that your team, Mark, like when it comes to I suppose the wave war, it's like it's like Anton Deck rock on in with some cards and go, it could be you, <laughs> and any, anyone could go based on the public vote. Like I, I was thinking more that the meme where where it's Anton Deck and he goes. And they go, now, now drop Jota. <laughs> and then he chose, and they all just start laughing. <laughs> uh, so uh, give, give us, uh, uh, we'll close it on a, a mark out of 10 from each of the lads. I, I'm going to give your, uh, you know what, I thought it was a fucking disaster, and then we went through it. I'm going to give you like a 7 out of 10 for that draft, because I'm impressed by some of the, the later picks were great, the first picks were chronic. So I, 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 th- I think... You, you, you built um, you built the backbone of your team there in the middle of the draft, and then you've kind of done bits around it. Uh, what do you think, lads? 
Paddy, you go first. Uh, there was some dumb, there was some dumb shit to write up, but I'm gonna give it also a, a seven and a half. Mm. Generous. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Makes yeah, sense. classic Steve. <laughs> You're lucky right, it wasn't uh, less. Thanks, Merrick. We have to move on <laughs> to some more depressing topics we've ever done to talk about. I mean, we, we, fuck, just talk about whatever you want to talk about. I mean, like, just, I mean, who the fuck cares about Leicester beating Brentford 2-1? Between the 17th of October and the new year, Everton managed one win against Arsenal in the Premier League. Uh, I think there was Arteta out memes at the time. Um, after that, they managed two wins in the Premier League. They recently beat Newcastle um, to keep themselves alive in, in the relegation battle. And the most recent headline is a 4-0 drubbing from Palace and an embarrassing interview from Frank Lampard who gave a, who, who kind of responded in the same way I would when I get a good battering on FIFA. So, Paddy, like, that's... I've given you all the negatives. Um, so just, you know, run with it. Fucking entertain us there because we, we live off of teams doing shit. So give it to us. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I've given you all the negatives so give me all the positives oh, and no. like, I haven't got fucking any on <laughs> but um, but I mean like I was I, I watched more importantly actually sorry one positive on, on St. Patrick's Day I didn't uh, bother to go to town I had mates over here had drinks here and I was watching my phone we were playing like board games and stuff over the last 40 minutes and I was trying not to put it on because it's just it genuinely bad for my mental health at this stage and I mean it was the most Everton soap opera 40 minutes of all time between a bloke who like tied himself to the goal post, the red card that shouldn't have been a red card, uh, the goal itself in the four, like 14 minutes of injury time. Just the most Everton way to finish a game. Uh, well, almost the most Everton way to finish a game. We actually won, so that was slightly you, not Everton. You forgot Everton, or you forgot Lampard broke his hand celebrating <clears throat> the goal. Lampard broke his hand celebrating, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it was a weird one, but it was it was good. And they, like, I was positive after it. I actually was, you know, somewhat hopeful. So, couple of days later, it's like, you know what? I'm a bit hungover, doing nothing today. I might as well tune in for the Crystal Palace game. Maybe we'll continue that momentum. Boy, did we not. True. Because the first uh, first 15 minutes or so until Townsend got injured and then they scored, uh, we were really good. Like, I was genuinely sitting up watching. We were... I'm not sure, did you, did you watch it? You're probably best advised not to. I, I did. We were closing down really, really quickly. We were on top of them. They couldn't get out on half. I was like, geez, this is actually looking decent. Richardson in two or three chances half chances um, and then we lost momentum and Townsend did his knee which was uh, I mean bad to see because he was playing very well and I actually really like him seeing that he puts 100% in and then uh, and then uh, Palace went down and got a fluky goal not a great goal another bad goal another fluky goal um, but when they got their first goal it, it just seemed that everything did what they're always doing and their heads dropped um, I'm not sure do I agree with Lampard having a pop at them in the I suppose to the level he did so but at the same time, I can see why he's so pissed off. That being said, I, I do think the interview that Alan was referring to was a little bit embarrassing. I mean, oh, it, have you did... watched the the Paddy Power fan denial video? Oh, I have. I have. It's Stephen actually it's actually kind of brilliant. Content. The bit if you're, with, uh, in, fo- if you're yeah. interested in football, turn off this podcast. Go, go watch. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do do do. <laughs> it was very trucking, mm. you know. I have a I have a question, Paddy, about what the I... Paddy's day. Um, was there yeah. was there a shark a charcuterie? How do you say it? Was it was there one of those boards at the at the at the board game night? Was there? Uh, I mean, how did you oh, know? I know you, Paddy. I know. 
Uh, and the uh, one of our mates, his girlfriend, bought over uh, vegan camembert, and it was oh, it was good. It really and you good. used it to, so to talk to um, deceased relatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it? What is vegan? Cam- what is it made out of? Ah, oh, it must have been, I don't know, it was goodness though. It was probably like coconut <laughs> Go- like goodness. Fat fat and stuff. Uh, it was just it was so good. It was it was so savory. It was nice as like it was the nicest, like I suppose closest thing to cheese I've had in years. And I'd say it cost a bomb, but it was absolutely yeah. unreal. So that was, like ate a lot of that. That was also class. the first time that I think I've actually said that word out loud, so I was like, Am I saying it right? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, smashed it, oh, smashed you. it. Thank you. But, but anyway, back back to the misery. Back to the misery. I was going to say, Will Hughes, the world beater, treated us to his ni- a nice goal after he made his appearance on the 87th minute. Um, the FA Cup, slightly irrelevant for Everton anyway. Um, what's what's the relegation thoughts, Patrick? Oh, I mean, again, that, that win over Newcastle was absolutely massive. Uh, not just for conference-wise, obviously didn't make much of a difference in conference, but for the actual points, because we needed them. I think that people are being a little bit I suppose, assuming and thinking that Burnley are going to escape. They haven't looked good. They haven't looked very good at all. And they are fairly adrift. I mean, games in hand is one thing, but I, I think they could go down. Watford haven't looked good, so I think we will survive. I think we'll do better than Leeds. It was very, very annoying that uh, Wolves bottled it so much and allowed Leeds to get those points. But looking at it here, yeah, we're three points away from the drop and we have two games in hand. Not that those two games in hand can actually you know, be considered much use. But um, but no, I'm, I'm not confident we'll stay up. But I don't think we go down. I'd say seventy thirty we stay up. So um, uh, I'm just going to read off some of your your next fixtures. You got so. you've got a, a West Ham away, Burnley away, United at home, uh, at home to Palace, uh, at home to Leicester, away to Liverpool, at home to Chelsea, away to Leicester, uh, at home to Brentford, and then away to Arsenal to finish the season. So you play. Like one, two, three, four, five of the top six in your final ten fixtures. You don't want how no. many? How many points do Everton need? I wonder. Uh, what's four? It's a very it's, bad year. I'd say it's usually forty. Forty is usually the benchmark, but I'd say this because this year is so poor. I'd 35. say thirty. I'd say thirty-eight, just to just to be Maybe safe. I, I know. I was thinking just. I don't think so. I think, yeah. My understanding of it is, look, is, look, look at is Watford. a bit different. I, I think it used to be the belief that 38 was what you needed, but it's actually been less in, in a lot of the recent seasons. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Like, look, looking at Watford there, Watford are on 22 points. There's nine games left. The most they could get is 46. Do you see Watford winning seven in the last nine games? I suppose. What do you, what, get what do you think, points? Mark? Yeah, I I think it's going to be a struggle for them. All right, I, I can see Norwich being gone, Watford gone. It, Burnley are always a you know they're Bur- thereabouts, and I think it's yeah. going to be interesting. Can they stay up? Like they brought in Weghorst, looks like a good signing. I just don't think it could be enough, and I think Everton might just scrape through. But yeah, it's it's certainly it's one of the more interesting relegation battles we've seen in the last few years, and you you know you can't really look beyond Norwich and Watford to go down. Whether Burnley kind of creep up there and challenge Everton a bit, you know, remains to be seen. Yeah, probably depend depends on fixtures going ahead. But yeah, yeah. Uh, good, uh, good, uh, good, good point, Mark. I think Burnley are the team yeah. to challenge them. But while yeah. we have a, a City fan here, 
maybe we'll move on to more positive things. Are they going to win the league, Mark? <laughs> and tell us no, because I don't want them to. <laughs> you know what? A couple of weeks ago, it's funny. Like you'd be saying, "Yeah, definitely, we're on for it." But um, obviously, we know Liverpool have made up them points. Um, yeah, it's like this. This month is huge. Obviously, we've Atletico in the Champions League home and away we also play Liverpool twice so it's a tough month um, like we, we, we tend to underperform in Europe obviously Pep does strange things um, the league we seem to be a bit more confident in always you know what it's 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 funny to say but I'm probably more confident about the league even though there's only a point between ourselves and Liverpool um, yeah Champions League is always just you know, you, you dread watching it as a City fan when it gets to the quarterfinals. Anything beyond, beyond that is just um, even worse, you know? So you're going you're gonna to fall between two stools and you're not going to win either. That's what you're telling <laughs> me. If I was a betting man, I'd probably bet in the league more than the Champions League. But having said that, do we want to win the Champions League? Of course, you know. So it's, yeah, it's anybody's game. Obviously, we've, what, seven, eight, nine games? Uh, How many? Nine? No, seven games. I think that game, the the that game against uh, against uh, Liverpool at the Etihad on the on the tenth of April, I think is huge. I think that's pretty much going to decide decide who wins the league because I like uh, like City's run in is uh, after that is Wolves, Brighton, Watford, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, Villa. Like if they win that game against Liverpool, I don't see them slipping up and losing any of those games really. Like so, that I, I think that game's huge. Yeah, look, I'd have to agree with you, Steve. And, and uh, having said that, though, I do think the Liverpool front line is probably a little stronger now since they brought in Diaz. You know, they've they've nicer players to rotate in and out. Um, if they all stay injury free, we haven't really got going. Um, this year up front, um, players hit and miss. Sort of, Mares has been quite good. Obviously, our best player. Um, but the likes of Grealish, Sterling, you just don't know what way they're going to perform. So certainly going to be an interesting close to the season so there you have it Man City aren't going to win anything at all this year thanks for your, your update Mark um, I, that's more depressing than me yeah, oh yeah actually yeah yeah you were, the Everton fan was more hopeful than the City fan always. Uh, I, I'm going to wrap us up on that um, thanks Mark for coming on it, it was great to have you uh, did you enjoy your first day on the pod first of many I hope I loved it thanks a million for having me that's great uh, any closing statements from the boys? Um, look, just yeah, for for me anyway, we'll we'll say the same top four for for playoffs and um, yeah, hard luck, Steve. I love it. All the pressure's on Mark, so it'd be a real shame if he were to bottle the, you know, you know, be a real bottler thing to do, bottle it from here. <laughs> and Patty. that's my closing statement. I just want to, I want to put out a. Kind of an, an ATB insight, lads. If anyone wants to come and do some trades with me, my doors are always open for trades. And if anyone's asking, if anyone needs players for the run in, because I'm already looking forward to the playoffs, you know where to come. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> uh, if, if you, the listener, want to get in touch with us, the podcasters, you can do so on Discord. The link to the Discord is in the podcast description. You can also get us on Twitter. That's at the FPL Jingle. And you can see the league itself. A link to the league is in the podcast description. Also, uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.